Welcome to The Real Journey Show. On this podcast, you can expect guests of all backgrounds and professions to share a real journey they have experienced in this thing called life. From origin to current, the rocky ups and downs in the middle, and what is yet to come. The journeys of each guest will vary, but there is one thing that will remain constant. The listeners will be reminded that life experiences have a compelling way of connecting us, inspiring us, and empowering us to stay real. I am Tara Martin, your host of The Real Journey Show. Welcome back to The Real Journey Show. We are so excited that you tuned in today, and we are super pumped up to have a very special guest on the show today. This is the one of our new DVC Inc. authors, one of my fast friends that I feel like as soon as I met him a few months ago, we became friends immediately and connected. He is the author of Teach, Play, Learn. He is a consultant. He was a kindergarten teacher. He's a big kid, and I'm just super stoked to have him on the show today. Welcome, Adam Peterson. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. That is a perfect uh, description of me. I am a big kid. Yeah, that's really all people need to know about me. (laughs) He's a really tall kid and he's really awesome. And the feeling's mutual. I felt like instant connection is a friendship with you. And I had known your name from your books, but I don't know. You guys truly make DBC feel like a family. And I know you preach that and it, it, it does. So I value your friendship in this, this relationship we've built more than, than, you know. Oh, so fun, Adam. And it's so, such a joy to have you as a DVC Inc. brother. I mean, our family is growing by the minute and it's just lovely. We love it. We love our PLN peeps out there that are listening. We love our authors, all of our friends, all of our family. It's really important to us, like you said, to make those connections, to keep it real, to be approachable and and yeah, you just fit the bill so beautifully. So Adam, well, for anyone who doesn't already know what you do, tell us a little bit about you, what you do. Yeah, so I, I've spent the last 15 years of my life in education. Um, I graduated from a little school in Illinois, Monmouth College, uh, Go Scots, in um, 2004. Started teaching pre-K, like a developmental pre-K program for a year after that. And then uh, not even a year later, jumped into a kindergarten classroom where I spent my, my last 14 years, 13 years. Um, I taught kindergarten, same school, same classroom. Um, it, was, it was awesome. I consider myself an educator for life. Uh, I got to teach right down the hall from my wife. She's a second grade teacher. And I built some really cool friendships, not just with teachers, but with, with the community. We live in a, a somewhat small town. So I've gotten to see these these little babies kind of grow up before my my eyes over the last 15 years. And uh, two years ago, I think two years ago, I took a, a leap of faith and um, decided to step out of the classroom because an opportunity was given to me to do consultant work or presenting work full time and uh, do that more often, I guess. I guess full time isn't really the, the, the term when you're a self-employed worker, but um, do it uh, on a more regular basis because I was presenting in the classroom and then going back and teaching and people wanted to see me more, I guess. I don't know why. And I, I stepped out and it really was a chance. You know, we went from a two teacher salary uh, household to a one teacher salary household getting paid when I work. But it has been um, some of the most eye-opening moments in the last two years that I've ever had in my life. And it was definitely a chance I'm glad I took. I know I'll be back in the classroom someday because I miss it way too much and I miss the kiddos. But uh, I believe that when a chance comes along in life, you take it because it might not come along again. So when it was presented, I, I just, 
I, I just left and I, I just said, let's, let's see. And, and here we are two years later with, with a, a pretty good uh, presenting gig and, and a new book. So it's, it's been a fun ride. So fun. And you are so talented. I love watching the feedback of the participants in your presentations on social media. Um, it's true that your energy and your zeal for teaching is, is being spread far and wide. And you're probably, you're affecting a lot of students. I mean, exponential amount of students than what you could do in just inside your classroom. And I, I think that was kind of tough for me too when I first came out of the classroom originally right. as an instructional coach and then later as an administrator, um, you know, each move that I made professionally, even into this role that I'm with, with DBC Inc., was always with the hope that I would be able to share with more people and help impact more students. I mean, that was always the goal the whole time. And while I can't see them and mold them right, right in front of my eyes and change tomorrow, you know, like in my classroom, I could change something the next day and make right. a huge difference. But as I went in these different directions professionally, it got a little harder. It was more like turning a pirate ship, you know, like one little <laughs> dial, one little dial here. And then you kind of start to make these moves. But what was happening is I was able to, and still even now, able to influence so many more teachers who mm -hmm. then have tons of students every single year that they're able to influence. So the truth is, while we can't always see the impact, the our ripple effect is is exponential. Like we can't possibly even imagine the yeah. help that we're able to provide for lots of teachers by by taking these risks sometimes and cannonballing in. Yeah, one of I, I always remember. I keep it right in my heart and in the back of my mind. Um, something that a mutual friend of ours always says, Kim Bearden, always talks about that ripple effect, right? Like if we if we impact one student today and that student impacts another one, kind of like the pay it forward movement. But yes. I I think about that every time I'm out in the world, and and mine wasn't so much. I mean, I, I'm happy to do that now. And when I get to see that in, in action, that makes my teacher heart happier than ever. But I really wanted a, a bigger challenge too. Like, I felt like if we're not challenging ourselves on a daily basis, then, then we're not living, right? Like, not saying like bog yourself down <laughs> into depression and, and whatnot, but challenge yourself all the time. And, and sometimes I take on too much, but I was constantly challenging my students in my classroom. And I was always trying to make that place better. Like I always wanted to do more for my students, not to, not for myself really. And not to, to say I'm doing more than you or you or you, but for my kids. Right. And I got to a place where I felt really comfortable. And, and for me, that wasn't good. Like I, I felt like I had done all I could in that classroom, not for the students, because I know I'd be doing more for the next group of students. Right. But I felt like there, there wasn't anywhere else to expand. You know, I, I had impacted the ones in my building that wanted to be impacted. Um, I had gone out and presented a few times. So I took this idea of presenting and, and consultant work head on as a challenge. And it, and it really was. I needed something not to challenge my students, but to challenge me. And, and it, it's been a challenge, as you know, from stepping out of that role. It, it's tough, but um, I was up for it. And, and I've seen that ripple effect. I, I can't tell you how good those emails feel, you know, when people say, hey, I'm using this idea or this idea or with my current book study, I got a message last night from Lydia that said, I've been teaching 29 years and I've never been so motivated. And I was like, oh, like, can I, can I screenshot that? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I love that term ripple effect. Um, and just to see what happens. And we're all doing that in our own little way, whether you're out in the world or you're in a classroom or you're at home, 
right now, so many teachers are having a ripple effect on, on families because families get to really see what we do. So uh, I, I just think it's a great way to think about anything you do in life. Oh, totally. I, I wrote a book about it, actually. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, <laughs> I'm a believer in that, for sure. <laughs> no. I love that. Yeah, I kind of know what I'm talking about, Adam. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, I'm, no I'm kidding. <laughs> I believe you. I'm in. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, Adam, on this show, we've been um, – I love to – Share with our listeners a little bit more about the person behind the pages of these books or whatever it is. Sometimes I think we see educators out on social media and we see the wonderful things that they're doing in their classroom, but sometimes we don't really know much about their journey. Like, what did it take for them to get there? Was there a moment in life that was pivotal for them or that changed them, that changed their perspective and maybe? made them a better person or made them a better educator. And so on the show, it's all about sharing your real journey. I know you've heard some of the some of the episodes, but real is an acronym, being relatable, exposing a little vulnerability, approachable and learning through life. And honestly, I would love if you would share just one of your life real journeys, one of your real life journeys. <laughs> we can say these <laughs> right. That's the one same of thing. Your real life journeys. Um and and yeah, just Tell us about it. Anyway. Yeah, I, I I know you and I kind of chat, and I, I this is one of those stories that I, I people that know me personally know this story about me. Um, there's parts of it that I, I've never told because um, part of me didn't want my mom to know, <laughs> like, but she kind of knew anyway. So so I, I guess my pivotal moment was a few different things. It was kind of like stepping stones to get where I am now, and um, when I think back to like high school, I know you and I have talked about this before, uh, but. I was one of those kids who, who I did every activity I could possibly do, um, mainly because I went to a tiny little school. And if you didn't play football, there wasn't a football team kind of thing. Um, and I had some really good friendships. And then I was one of those kids who I look back on it now and, and I'm like, why, Adam? I'm one of those kids that as a teacher, I would have wanted to reach because I was a great student. Um, I didn't really work hard that I remember, but I got good grades. I did everything I had to do. I didn't like party. I didn't go to out of my way to cause trouble. Um, but I wasn't always, I guess, the, the kindest person. And I know that that probably sounds really bad, but I I, I was one of those person people who I was a an athlete, so I didn't hang out with these people, even though I might have considered them a friend at one time, right? And that kills me to this day. And I'm luckily I've I've kind of reformed some of those friendships over the years. I hope by chatting with people here and there, and and. Uh, and that led me to a path where um, I went to college and because I didn't really have a, a strong group of like what I would consider like super close friends. There were a few of us that went to school together because we went to a small college. Um, those are the people I stuck with because I wasn't comfortable with just branching out, branching out and going and finding new groups because I had never really done that before. I, I, I kept my team, I guess, is the way to think of it, like because I was on a team, you know, so a couple of guys that hung around with college who are still, you know, friends to this day. We chat here and there. Um, I went to school and I went, I went from a high school of like 40 students in my graduating class where everybody knew exactly what you did and you couldn't do anything wrong because mom and dad would find out about it. And I talk about this a little bit in my book, but not in, not in deep detail. And I went to college and I was like, freedom, you know, like singing <laughs> the songs. And I, I made a lot of mistakes. Um, and I, I think when we talk about being real, you have to admit your mistakes. You have to show that, that there's something that happened in your life 
that made you who you are today? Because no one, no one is just the amazing person they are without a little bit of work to be that person, right? Like everybody who's got an amazing story has something else that helped them get there. And I know you talk about that quite a bit. So mine actually happened freshman year of college. I went to college. I had these, this small group of friends because I, I wasn't someone who just branched out and made friends with everybody, like I said, in high school. Um, and uh, we really didn't do anything but uh, skip class, play video games, and party. And, and, and I'm ashamed to admit it now, but that was life at that point. I mean, I was exposed to something brand new in a world where I didn't have anybody watching over me. And I made a lot of mistakes. And um, this is the part I don't really talk too much about with my mom because it kills her. Uh, we, we had an interesting relationship that year um, because I was failing out of school. I mean, I had gotten grades, good grades all through high school. And uh, I knew going into college that I was going to be an education major. I thought I was going to be a special education teacher. And then the college I went to dropped the program because of lack of interest. It's a small school, so there wasn't the staff to, to teach the little number of students, right? Um, but I knew I wanted to be elementary. So I was like, all right, I'm going to be an elementary education major. And at that point, I didn't really take that seriously. I was just there to, to have fun and go to class. Well, then I stopped, stopped going to class. And uh, I'll never forget coming home at Christmas break the first year. And my mom meets me on the front porch of our house. And she's standing with her arms crossed. And I can see a piece of paper in her hands. And I didn't know what it said exactly, but I knew what it was about. And I walk up to the door and she says, do you want to explain this? And I open it up and it said, it was kind of like a the letter, like you better turn it around or else. And it was addressed to my parents saying that I was on academic probation. Um, I had a 1.4, I think, GPA. And my mom knew none of this was happening because I didn't tell her a word of it. She thought I was going to class and being that good little guy that I was in high school. Um, and there were some scary moments too. Like I, I had some, I've never done a drug in my life. But I had some issues with, with alcohol. And I'm, I, I mean, I'm ashamed to it now, but I, I let it get to me. And that was my problem. I, I was so into that scene that I wasn't into the school scene. Um, I come home and it basically says, you either get your act around this next semester or you're out of school. Well, my mom made it harder than that. She's like, you either turn it around the week you go back or I'm not paying for any more of this because they helped me out with college besides the loans I had gotten and whatnot. And I was like, okay, mom, I promise I'm going to do my best, you know, because I went from that moment of college where I was like, I can do whatever I want to back home in my little house for two weeks and I couldn't do whatever I wanted. Right. Um, so Christmas break goes by. We were in a really rough place. My mom and I um, went back to school. And then this is where my story gets very corny and cliche and everybody's like, oh, but it's true. Um, in February of that year, freshman year, I met who is now my wife, Trisha. And uh, we met at a party and friends introduced us, a mutual friend. They're like, I think you guys will hit it off. We met um, and we did. We became the closest of friends and the bestest of friends. And she was an education major like I was. I didn't know that because I hadn't gone to class for the last five months, you know? So I'm like, wait a minute, like she's in all my classes. I'm going to start going to class now. And that was my, I guess, like my first stepping stone, like my first pivotal moment that was like, let's change this around, Adam, for the better. And I do, I always tell this and people are always like, that, that, that's such a fun story. I'm like, it's not really a story though. It's so true. Like it was that blonde hair, blue eyed girl that sat across the aisle and I wanted to go hang out with her in class because I wanted to see her. And that moment, I tell people all the time that she saved my life because I wouldn't be here today as a teacher if it wasn't for her because 
she was the reason I went to class. And um, I started going, I started going more. I had a professor uh, who wrote an endorsement for my book, actually, Dr. Craig Divian, who was an out of the box kind of guy, like didn't make any students buy manuals, didn't make anybody, um, I mean, we just come to class, but our class was not a lecture, it was conversation the entire time. How's your day going? What do you think about this? Let's talk about this topic over and over again. And he was another stepping stone because he made me realize what teaching really could look like. And while it was at the college level, I was like, man, this is so much fun. Like, I want to go to your classes. And as a freshman, first semester, I didn't really have classes with him until we got into the, the major classes, right? Second semester. So Trisha was that first stone. And then Craig, Vivian helped me out too. And I did turn it around. And throughout the rest of my college career, did I still have fun and, and party? Yeah, I'm a, I was a kid, right? Um, did I still skip a class here and there? Sure, we all slept in every now and then, right? But I took that as a, a learning lesson, I guess. My mom obviously kind of punched me in the gut, for lack of better words, with that lesson. Not literally, people. She, she did not do that. Um, she's the most loving mom in the world. But it was kind of the, here, this is what you're going to do or else. And that's what I needed. Um, that was more real for me than anything I had faced before. Because I was one of those kids, like I said, who just kind of skipped through life. Um, so I go through college. Um, started mending some friendships that I had lost along the way, which was really great. I started reconnecting with some old friends. Um, get to senior year, and I was student teaching in a kindergarten classroom. And I knew that I wanted lower elementary, but that student teaching moment, it, it changed my life forever. I was like, this is what I want to be. I want to be a kindergarten teacher. And, and then I did. I spent um, the last, like I said, 13 years of my life teaching kindergarten. But there was one more stepping stone along the way that really got me to the point I'm at now. And it was Someone I talk about a lot, um, my friend Honor, who has now passed away, but she was the subject of my TED talk that I did. And um, Honor was one of those people who made me realize that every mistake I had made along the way in life was okay, because that's what makes us the people we are. Yeah. I, I was not always the kindest person, and people know that about me. I was not always the most respectful person. Um, I was not always the best student, which I kind of already said. I haven't been a perfect boyfriend or fiance or husband um, or dad, but um, Honor was that type of person who took me under her wing as someone who was close to retirement age. And here comes this punk little kid in to teach kindergarten, you know, and uh, she wanted to learn from me. And that was amazing to see this teacher who had been teaching 30 years say, Adam, what, tell me about yourself. Like, what ideas do you have? And we learned from each other more than anybody else I've ever worked with in my life. Um, and she was that person who made me realize, like I said, that every mistake along the way had its purpose. And though I haven't always been the, the nicest guy, I guess, I mean, I still consider myself a pretty nice guy, but I've made mistakes. I, I think meeting her um, helped me realize the real moment in my life where like you, you might've made these mistakes because those mistakes are gonna teach you something later in life. And they have, they've taught me so much. Um, every mistake I've made along the way has taught me something along my journey. Um, I consider myself, I, I love the word real, not just because I'm on your show, but that's one of the biggest compliments I've gotten as a presenter is people say like, you are real. And that's what we like about you. And I always ask them, I'm like, well, can you like, I'd love to know what you mean by that. And they're like, you don't stand up here and say that this is the way to do it. And that your classroom is perfect. And that you've had this perfect life. And they're like, you tell it how it is. And you tell what teachers need to hear. And you show us things that teachers can do. And hearing that, like you are a real teacher is, is what has been the biggest compliment in my life. And then I kind of took all these lessons. I took lessons from, from college, from Trisha, from Craig, from my mom, from my dad, from everybody I met along the way. And then 
most recently from Honor before she passed away. And I turned them into this idea of let's just make the world a brighter place by recognizing our differences, you know, celebrating your mistakes because that's what becomes your success, right? And then, um, like, like you always say, just, just be real with people. And I, I've, I count my lucky stars every single day. I don't take any of this for granted that I get to do what I do. And, and I still don't know why people want to listen to me talk, but it's fun. I love doing it. So um, you, that's been kind of my journey. Yeah, it's such a beautiful journey, too. That was a long journey. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> it was beautiful. And I love, I love so many parts about it. I love that, you know, that you didn't mind exposing a little vulnerability because the truth is, well, it's, this kind of hits really home for me because I have a boy in his first year of college. So I can really (laughs) relate on a real level. Um, I always tell people, so I hear that from people all the time. I just had a conversation with one of my good friends last week who was like, oh, we're with one of my past students who is her daughter. She's like, we are struggling. We're, We're having a hard time with her. And I was like, look at me. And I tell, I tell people all the time, I'm like, listen, I was that kid. Like, if you're struggling with your child, you can ask my mom. Like, my mom probably should have been like a co-guest today because she, she could have been like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I was not a respectful kid. I, I was a horrible student sometimes. And I was a horrible son sometimes. Um, and I always tell people, but, but look what happened. And I'm not saying I'm like this perfect angel now, but like, if I did it, like, and I'm not saying I, I've had a great life. Don't get me wrong. I've not had a hard life. I've had everything I've ever needed. And, and, I've, and I've had some things I've wanted. And I think that's what made me the person I am today. My parents never gave me anything more than what we needed. And I respect them so much for that. Like, I remember McDonald's being like a treat for us, you know, and like a new toy came on your birthday and Christmas. It wasn't like every time you went somewhere. And, and I thank them so much for that. Because I had a great childhood. I had an awesome childhood. I had an awesome life so far. Um, but I tell people all the time, like I, even despite those easy things I had, I made some mistakes and I still am, am doing okay. So I get it. Like I hear what you just said from so many people like, Oh, you need to talk to my child. I'm like, well, I can talk to them, but they need to figure it out too. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think sometimes that's, that's the hard part about parenting. And I know yours are little now, but they'll be big soon. <laughs> it goes. No, no they won't. <laughs> <laughs> it happens so fast. But that's the beautiful thing about your mom too. Like she knew that she had instilled some principles in you. And also you knew that she cared and loved you so much that you wanted to turn it around. You know, granted you had a little inspiration from your wife, but um, big, big inspiration. <laughs> I would, like I said, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her. Yeah. And I don't, I don't want to like, sometimes I feel like I tell this story and people are, people say, I don't think say it, but I always feel like people are like, well, well, why you, man? Like you had a great childhood. Both your mom and dad were in the picture. And I, and I have, I'm, I, I really want to make that point clear that my mom and dad were always supportive of me. They supported everything I did. Even when I was making mistakes, they were, they were there when I needed them to be there. Um, but I really, I really take to heart that time. I think when, when we weren't at the, the, the same point in life, like where they wanted me to be here and I was here mm-hmm. as, as a big moment in my life that made me realize the person I want to be. Um, and, and like hearing them, you know, get my book in the mail and say, we're so proud of you. I'm like that, that, that will never mean more than, I mean, the, 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 I don't know what else would mean more than that, you know, because it was kind of full circle here. I was a student who I was ready to drop out of school and now they're proud of me for, for writing a book. So I don't want anybody to think like, 
why 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 is that real when when you've had it pretty easy i'm not gonna lie i've had a pretty easy life i just i'm the one that made it hard i, right. I think well, that's the real part isn't that though isn't that true for anyone it doesn't really like everybody's journeys are different and i think that's really important that you, you kind of mentioned that earlier, that we recognize that based, like you were talking about your friend Honor and mm -hmm. how she really helped you to realize that everyone has differences and we all have these interesting mistakes and things, choices that we've made for whatever reason, either they were forced upon us or we decided to make them on our own. Caleb's the same way. I mean, this child has grown up in a home life with two parents who have nothing better to do than to focus on him because he's our only child. And right. he, he has everything he could ever want. And I wish that um, we only gave him the things that he needed, but he actually has all the things he wants too. And so not all of them, but most of them. And, <laughs> and he still makes mistakes. And I think that's just part of being human. But I will say like the second semester of his first year, it's just so amazing to talk to him and to hear some of the things that he's gone through, not only in his junior and senior year of high school, but also in this first year of college and stuff that he's actually realizing, you know, starting to understand what a real friend is, is, and, mm -hmm. and really starting to build a life for himself outside of mom and dad watching over him and taking care of him. He just right. started his first week of internship as an electrician. And it's just oh, wow. so cute to hear him coming home and talking about these experiences and how, how one of the guys trusted him to do this thing by himself. And, you know, those are the moments where as parents, yes, we try to do the best we could for him. We provided everything that we thought he would ever need or want. And he still made a lot of choices that were not good. <laughs> and, but he's learned from those. And just like your friend Honor mentioned, those situations make you who you are. They, mm -hmm. they shape you into the person that you want to be and need to be. And they also give you like new levels of empathy. I have no doubts that some of those mistakes that you probably made in college have given you levels of empathy and helped you to be the kind hearted man that you are today because you understand the kids or people that are struggling in different situations. And you might not have ever really understood it had you not gone through those moments. Well, thank you. That, that means a lot. And I think it's interesting that he's in a second semester and and you're seeing all these things because that's what it, that, that, my mom and I rarely talked for a semester. And, and there was so much more than just me not going to class. Like I, I had, I dated a girl through high school who, you know, I went to school and she didn't, and we had a really, really horrible breakup. And I think that put me in a bad place. So like Trisha was my lifesaver in so many ways, not just for education, but for, you know, emotional and relationships and really showing me what I, what I wanted, I guess, in a, in a future relationship. Um, but that second semester, just like you said, is, is where after I met Trisha, that also strengthened my relationship with my mom too. Cause my mom and I would start talking, you know, my, my mom loved her right away. Um, and, and it grew from there. So when I say like my relationships was rocky with my parents, it, it really was, it was for a semester. And then it took me, like I said, getting that, that slap in the face or punch in the gut, like turn it around, man. Like <laughs> we've helped you so much. Why are you doing this? That was like, yeah, this is kind of dumb of me. Let's, let's move forward, you know? And, um, I think it's 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 important though to realize that regardless of what path you're on in life, what journey you're on, we're all on different paths. 
Um, the end goal is success for all of us in any way, shape or form, but um, mistakes are okay because like we said, those are your lessons. And then as you continue to make mistakes, I think, I mean, I still did. I still do to this day. We all do. But I think, you know, I wasn't a perfect student in college from then on. I did better. Um, I didn't stop partying from then on. I did less. Uh, but those little mistakes became smaller mistakes that I was able to get over faster. And I think anybody listening, whether you're a parent, a teacher, a student, whoever, it's okay. You, you have to make mistakes to get yeah. ahead in life. And it's just how you adapt from those mistakes that make you the better person you are. It's so true. And yeah, I love, I love everything about this story. I think it's just so amazing. First of all, I can't ever imagine you not being kind, honestly, but <laughs> I, I have to the- admit that I wasn't always, otherwise I, I'd be, I, I'd, I'd be false. But uh, yeah, there were moments in my life where I just, I, I was so, it was an ego thing, you know, I, I was a dumb it. jock and, and I, I despise that part of me, but I don't know. I, I'm, I am who I am today and I can't change that. So true. And I, I think it's just, a, it's a beautiful thing. It's wonderful to be able to, for people that meet you now to be able to say, I can't ever imagine you not being kind <laughs> because you know your story and you know where you've come from and you've obviously changed your character because people that meet you now can't even imagine it, you know? Oh, and you. I think that's kind of the thing I hope for, for Caleb too. I, he's such a, kind-hearted loving kid and I know that you know he has so much potential more than I could ever express to him I see it but he you know he's 18 years old so it's really difficult for him to see all the potential that he that he has you know but I I always think back to the core you know when parents are raising their kids the best they can and they know that they have a good solid heart and they care about people and they, they learn from their lessons, you know, things are going to come out. They're going to be okay. They're going to change the world one day. Yep. Just- it's funny how life, life teaches you those lessons. Cause there are days now where I call my mom. Cause, cause it's, it's like God saw me and, and saw what I had done. And then he gave me my son and, and like, he's, he's a great kid, but he tests my patience and he know he does. And there are days where I'm like, mom, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I did that when I was little. She's like, you get what you get, man. This is part of the journey. The circle of life, right? There you go. It's so fun though. Thank you for sharing such an awesome real journey. So thinking about this journey, how has it shaped you as an educator when it comes to dealing with students or even parents, community members? how have you used some of the lessons learned in your past to, to really propel your students forward? Can you think of any moments? Of- yeah, totally. You, you know what? I think, I, and I think this, this word gets overused sometimes, but, it, but it's a, such a necessary word in education. It's relationships because relationships with the right people are what got me to where I am today, right? Like I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like we've all worked with people who, who we, we shouldn't work with. Right. And we've all, been interacting with people who who just aren't a good fit for us that, that's that's life I mean that's what human humans do you know I, I've met people along the way who I, I don't work well with um it doesn't mean I treat them with with less respect but the positive relationships I've had are are what have shaped me as an educator and then I think that's the biggest thing that I, I instilled in my kids um obviously I was there to teach them all the skills they need to know but 
but relationships at kindergarten level are so big because it's their first experience and they walk into a classroom where there's six foot four spiky haired guys standing there and and I had to build relationships right away. So I think that word was so big for me, not only on my journey to get where I was as a teacher, but that I instill in not only my students um, and now teachers that I work with, but but parents, like you had mentioned, community members. Um, I just tried to make I guess before I even knew you, I was kind of on this journey, this real idea, right? Like, because I tried to make myself look as real as possible as a teacher. I didn't sugarcoat anything. I knew I wasn't a perfect teacher. I still am not a perfect educator. I'm not a perfect person. I just did what I did 100% for the kids. And I think because I had the lessons of, you know, meeting Trisha and, and her doing so much for me. And then that advisor in college that I told you about, Dr. Craig Vivian, um, who just kind of did things real for us. Um, my mom couldn't have been any more real with me. Uh, I think that being that type of person when parents walked into my room for the first time, because listen, I moved to a, a town that is a very close knit town. I mean, it's a town where everybody knows everybody and the names that are in this town are, are names that people know. And I moved from two hours away and was put into this school where nobody knew who I was. And all of a sudden, here's you know, 26 families who are turning their children over to me to this guy. I mean, no one had ever had a male kindergarten teacher in our area ever before me. And, um, and it was, I was, I didn't want it to be fake. You know, I wanted it to be, let, let's see, I'm as real as I can be. This is who I am. This is the kind of music I listen to. This is what I'm into. I want to be a teacher to your kids. And I want you to be a teacher with your students too. So when you ask if there's one thing, I think it's that word relationships, because I was able to take everything I had learned from my relationships, good or bad, and then put that into what I wanted my classroom to look like. Yeah. Does that answer that question? I don't, I don't know if I went off yeah, on a tangent it answers <laughs> And I think that's so very true. I mean, of course, that is definitely something I believe in. And, and, and there's, relationships are so powerful. Just mm -hmm. a little bit goes a long way. Um, because you feel it, you know, and I, I think we kind of talked about that earlier with the empathy, but you just know when someone actually really cares, you don't have to, they're not just giving you this lip service, you know, it's real and you feel it and little people, five-year-olds definitely feel the realness. I mean, oh, yeah. you know when somebody genuinely cares about them and it changes it changes the way that they look at school. It changes the way that they view going to class. It changes the way they view education as a whole. I mean, I remember being just a second grader and changing my whole outlook on what school was. I knew school was a safe place for me, but I didn't view it as a place to help me um, rewrite my future. I had no idea that school could be that for me. I just knew it was a place where I got hot meals, occasionally a hug and some recess time. And I, I love that, that part of your story though. <laughs> Mrs. S, right? Mrs. S. She was, yeah, I love uh, that part of your story. But she believed in me and she just gave me this hope and, and she showed me that she cared and it was all about relationships, honestly, because I don't know how she taught me to read that year. A lot of your kids are probably not going to remember you teaching them letter names and sounds, but they're going to know that Mr. Peterson cared about me and believed in me. And now I'm here. I'm graduating high school for the first time. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's, it's funny to hear you say that. Cause like I said, the relationship part was, was such a big one, but I, I guess I never really thought about that until you just said it, that 
that I think that's why the relationships that mattered were the ones that mattered. Because regardless of the mistakes I made, my mom still believed in me. Um, regardless of the, the the weird kid I was in college, Trisha still believed in me for some weird reason. Um, a professor that was not by the book saw something in me and took me under his wings. Honor believed in me. Um, I get uh, one thing I mentioned in my book too that I have to say is 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 there were a lot of people who in this real journey and, and relationships too that we didn't always click right. Like I had some administrators who I worked for who I still to this day respect more than anybody else in my life. And then I had some administrators I worked for who we did not mesh. And and I'll be a hundred percent honest that I was not I was not the most respectful worker for those people. But that now, like looking back on that, has been another stepping stone, right? And it's been helping me realize that, you know, why why did I do it? Because they they did see something in me and they supported me and they'd let me be the teacher I am. I mean, they are the reason Teach Play Learn was written, because they allowed me to teach the way I wanted to teach. But I loved what you said about that. It's the people who recognize something in you that made you get where you are because I guess I never really thought about that before, but everyone I mentioned is, is someone who did see something in me. It wasn't me reaching out to them. They, they came to my life for, for some reason other than what it may be. And I think I know people know your book from this show and, and, and from hearing you speak and whatnot, but I, I love the title of your book. I love the word real, but I love the the subtitle of your book. I think I'm not going to lie so much more educate from the heart, right? Like that's what makes school what it is. School's not about, math and reading and science. I mean, kids, are, I tell people this all the time, kids are going to get those things. They're going to learn to read. They're going to learn to write. They're going to learn to do math. They're going to learn science. Every child is going to pick that up when the time is right for them. But it's the way we make them feel about school that's going to make them want to learn that stuff later in life. And and I'm, I'm just fortunate enough to get to, to work with the people I did and be where I am now and kind of get that mindset instilled in other people. So, so true. And you do such a great job of it. And thank you. thank you so much. I think educating from the heart, it's just, it's the secret. It's the secret tool that we have, we all have it and we don't have to wait for a special program. We don't mm -hmm. have to order special manipulative uh, or technology to be able to educate from the heart. We truly just have to see potential in others and, and, be the mirror holder. I wrote a blog one time. I called it the mirror, being the mirror holder. And I know that's kind of a weird title, but I think sometimes we just need to hold the mirror facing the student and let them see their reflection. But we tell them what we see, because I think sometimes we look at ourselves and we can't see it. But if you let them look at themselves and you tell them what you see, it's powerful. And I think that's what my multipliers, those people in my life, I love how Liz Wiseman calls them multipliers, but that's exactly what they were. They just poured gasoline on my fire and they poured gasoline on little sparks that I didn't even know were there. And I didn't even know that was potential that was within me that they saw. And then they just pushed me forward and helped me to like go and do and to be something and to cannonball in on lots of opportunities right. that I never would have dreamt possible without the multipliers in my life. So yeah, I think- And I think, I think those multipliers too, like I feel like are sent into your life for a purpose, but then it's who you choose to surround yourself with that, that multiply it even more, right? Like mm -hmm. um, like I, I know like my, my friend Honor I mentioned, um, my good friend Kim Adsit was the first one who took a chance on me as a presenter. And she she's like, you need to try this, Adam. I had followed her for years. And I was just this weird male kindergarten teacher that showed up to her sessions every time she was in the area. And she's like, I think you could try this. And, and here we are, you know, her and I present across the country together. And 
I think I tell people this all the time with with DBC that um, they didn't know who I was. Like I I just said, hey, I'm friends with um, some of your authors. I have an idea, and and I pitched it to them. And had they not taken the chance on me to write this book, we we wouldn't. I don't know that we'd be here talking right now. You know, so I chose that path, but then they took a chance on me, and I, I chose the path of a kindergarten teacher. But a lot of people took a chance on me, and I love that word multiplier because. I think it works both ways. Like, I feel like you and I met because of this DBC world, but we've multiplied that relationship and now we've connected with other people. Like you were on my show and I'm on your show and you become friends with other people that I know and I've become friends with people you know. So um, it's definitely twofold. Like people are sent to you for a reason. You choose who you're going to put into that circle and who you want to be surrounded by and then and then just keep sending out that passion. So I, I'm just, I'm so grateful to be part of this family and friends with who I am. I've, I've definitely surrounded myself with, with people who I think were meant to be in my life for the right reason. And we are so grateful that you are in our lives, Adam, because you are a multiplier. You. you do that for so many and yeah, you just fit so beautifully. And thank you so much for sharing your journey with us today. It was so beautiful, so wonderful. And if people want to connect with you, because I'm sure they're going to want to after this show. Um, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> them, I will put all your information in show notes as well, but go ahead and share with them where they can find you. Yeah, it's um, all. So my website is adampetersoneducation.com. That's my, my professional site. Um, if you want to hear more about the, the, the honor story and my whole kindness movement that I've tried to start in the world, um, the website's makes someone's day yellow.com. But on social media, it's uh, all at Teachers Learn 2 on Instagram and Twitter, at Teachers Learn, the number two, um, Adam Peterson Education on Facebook and on YouTube. So, uh, yeah. And then you can find my book wherever you find your books. So um, you guys all know that the lady you're talking to today wrote a book, too, right? Be real. Educate from the heart. If you don't have it, go get it by Tara Martin. Well, thanks, Adam. Thanks. <laughs> they should know. They should know. They, they know. <laughs> I think they probably know. <laughs> Teach, Play, Learn is such a fantastic book. It's all applicable ideas to just a little plug for his book because I know right now, if you're listening right now in the current time of this recording, um, we are in quarantine from the COVID-19 craziness happening in our world. And I will say Teach, Play, Learn is just full of ideas that you can use right now in your home, anywhere learning. It's, it's fun. Who doesn't love to play? I mean, I am a big kid too. Maybe not as tall as Adam, but I'm a big kid <laughs> too. And I love playing. And I think you just provide so many cool strategies in there. So applicable for all ages, not just littles. And so thank you for writing that book. It's so, it's so well done. And so well, thank fun. you for the plug. Yeah, it was fun. I had a blast writing it. Like it, it, play is so much fun, but it, it was fun. And it really, I tell people when people ask about this book, like, Hey, Oh my gosh, do you have a master's in early childhood? Did you research? I'm like, listen, the research came, like we said, from the heart, this is 13 years of me in a kindergarten classroom poured out onto the pages. And that's, that's really all it is. I, I don't claim to be an expert in any of it. I just, I just like to share ideas. And and I think that's what makes education the, the powerful tool is we're all just here to share with each other. And the more we do it, the better we get. And action research is the way to go. I mean, right? you can see what kids are responding to right there, right then. So yep. wonderfully done. Thank you, Adam, for joining the Real Journey Show. And thanks to everyone who listened in today. We really appreciate it. We'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments or else on the uh, anywhere on social media. We use the hashtag, hashtag Real Journey Show. So Thank next, you, Tara. Same place, same time. Thanks, Adam. Thank you. Bye.
Thank you so much for joining The Real Journey Show. We are excited you tuned in today and hope that you have left feeling inspired and empowered to stay real and share your real journey with others. Remember, real, it's all about being relatable, exposing a little vulnerability, approachable, and learning through life. You can connect with me on Twitter at TaraMartinEDU or visit my website, TaraMMartin.com. Please use the hashtag RealJourneyShow to share your thoughts of today's episode. Tune in next week, The Real Journey Show.